Welcome to episode 228 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 228 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? All good. And you? Oh, I'm great. Great. You know why I'm great? Why? Because you're sitting next to me, John. You got a pimple, That's, mate? I got more than a couple. I got... We might have such no. We'll leave it in there, but we'll bleep it out. <laughs> better bleep it out. I've got a bloody few volcanoes on my face. It's like What's happening puberty, mate? Yeah. It's happening all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're obviously pretty concerned about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sitting around a couple of days. Uh, I am talking is proudly brought to you by. Oh, wait a second, I'm going to pause for a second. We just had a consultation about bleeping the word out, but we're leaving it in with a bleep over it. Better be bleeped. Those pimples, mate, I tell you, they're stressful, <laughs> aren't they? So I'm talking is proudly brought to you by. Coffeesofwai.com. Oh, the rich aroma. Athletes.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And xendurance.com. To get you faster. It's just simple as that, John. Okay, on this week's show, we've got got a bit of news. We've got a website of the week. We've got an interview with a guy called Tony Buckingham. What's all that about, John? Kind of qualifier. Only his uh, second Ironman went from doing a 10 20, something like that, to down to 9 26. Oh, that was phenomenal, wasn't uh, it? Big improvement. And so we're just going to talk about where that improvement came from in such a short space of time. That is a big improvement pretty quickly. Uh, and some questions and answers at the end. We've got some news coming up, and it's brought to proudly by xtry.com. Check out xtry.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews <laughs> with the stars. And first of all, John, Iron Man UK is getting more slots. They are getting and more slots. And what's the conspiracy theory behind this, John? Uh, well... Okay, I, I do actually have a small one. <laughs> but um, so they are getting a few more spots, which is great because they're getting uh, they're going up to fifty. They're getting uh, a bigger field there, and I think it was going up from maybe from thirty thirty places. But and also it's thirty, but you also haven't got the pros taking some of those slots. Well, that's a conspiracy theory. So you want, you almost wonder if because now no no races are having pro slots allocated, whether those pro slots are just getting reallocated into the uh, age group fields. Um, so the race is getting bigger. So the kind of, potentially the kind of race is getting bigger, but then at the same time there's going to be less pros and coners going from yeah. whatever it was, one fifty, two fifty down to I can't even remember what it is, is a hundred or something like that. Yeah, um, so I guess yeah, less pros means each race will put, could potentially get a few more slots, but I guess there are also more races. But good for all you Ironman UK listeners. Do you think it has anything to do with um, challenge going to UK? No, no, you don't. No, no, you just think that they got more and they thought we'll give them to the UK. Yeah, and the race is expanding, so it's getting bigger. I do think it's cool how the pros, pro slots, you know, are now going into the age groupers. Mm. It's a good thing. Um, okay, Matt Reed is going. to... Oh, I'm losing my voice, John. Uh, you stop <clears> doing <throat> those classes. Oh, it's Monday night. I have my big class, and I get a little bit wild. Is it concerning though for to to put your voice on that much stress every week? Oh yeah, I get concerning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> as long as you're happy about that. Got, <laughs> got insurance for that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm well aware of it. Um, Matt Reed. So uh, he's Matt, going to do Ironman Arizona. And Matt Reed is uh, is really one of the best non-drafting athletes in the world. He really dominates uh, well, the was, that was What was really interesting about this piece was that I was asking him if he was looking to go into the Olympics. He was, he was on competitive radio, 
and uh, he was saying, to be honest, I've lost interest in it. He's saying that he's lost the love for drafting races. That's because he's no good at them. Um, he's a great non-drafting athlete, but when all of a sudden, when it goes to a drafting race, he does rubbish. Why? Like, relatively. Um, I don't know. Uh, he just... But it's his times. Like, can you run as fast as the top guys? Yeah, uh, but he, he, is, he is a strong biker, but he doesn't run comparably well to what he does when it's a, a drafting race. And I guess a big part of that is because uh, maybe the bike fatigues the other guys a little bit more. So for you, who, are, who is the traditional, I love old school triathlon. Uh, yeah, I love I love new school as well. Oh, do you? You're old school, new I school, love, aren't you? I love every school. Oh, <laughs> you love every school. Uh, are you saddened for a guy like this? No, no, you move on. You know, and that's Onwards the thing. and upwards. Uh, ITU stuff these days now is for the young guns and they get out there and rip it up and it's... High speed, got to be very fast, and uh, he's just moving on. And he, he, I used to race with Matt in, um, in, oh, in France a bit, and he's just a guy. He's just been a trooper. He used to be good, and he's just stuck with it for years and years, and just got better and better. But like Craig Alexander and, and those guys, they weren't instant stars, and uh, he's just a good, consistent athlete. And I don't know if Arizona, if Ironman is really going to be his distance. So I think he's going to be much better at. Olympic and half Ironman. I just don't know if, if Ironman. So why not? From he's just, he's just a bit of more of a high octane sort of guy. I think he's he as fast pace as he. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be get a little bit boring for him the long course stuff, but we'll see. Well, and one of the reasons he um, he wants to go long is because he wants to do. He was hoping this year to do the Rev Three series and really dominate that, but it didn't work out because I think he got beaten in the second race. Quasi so, wherever it was, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes to Arizona. He'll certainly throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Oh, I've, chucked, I've chucked a bit of news in here from Shane. Um, <coughs> Shane was a, a volunteer at Ironman Wisconsin, uh, and the reason that all the run times were rec- records was there was a construction place and where the big hill was in the route, so they basically rerouted where it was, and it was flat. And I, yeah, that's what I was saying last week. I couldn't believe the records were that big. Mm. Um, no disrespect to the guys that won, and it was you know Gina obviously broke her record. But it did seem a bit odd. That but that I, makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, totally. If you take a hill out of it and you make it flat, it's got to be faster. That's the thing. Now, 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 when the hill comes back in, it's nobody's ever going to be able to break the record. Yeah. Well, not nobody's ever going to be, but it's going to be bloody hard. A bit like the coast to coast changed the course on that, and it's very very difficult now for anybody to get remotely close to the record. Yeah. Maybe they should have different records <clears throat> for different courses. It starts to get too complicated then. Okay, John, uh, how do you say that? Syracuse. Syracuse. So uh, James Botel actually went and did it, but he was telling he was saying, he gave a bit of a report through saying it was a pretty hard race. But he was saying that it's the first year and it's the fourth largest 70.3 in the world. Nice. That's pretty amazing, isn't That's it? That's good. Yeah, it's a pretty good turnout. But one thing, oh, he was just reading through some quick sets and he was saying that this one was one... Point two, so two miles. It's, it should be one point three. So it was a little bit short. Bike yeah. was short as well, and run was short. And you kind of think, first of all, come on, sort your crap out. Get, get the courses right. Mm-hmm. But it begs the question: if you did a race that you know was deliberately a little bit short, and you got your PB, mm. would you be telling people there's your PB? Uh, you would, because triathlon's never that accurate. Is it's, it not? It's just. Uh, I, I almost guarantee there's very, very, very few races. That are exactly the right distance. What about the triathlon festival? Triathlon festival, even then, like the oh, swim, back it up. <laughs> the swim will be um, GPS as accurate as possible. The bike, I mean, I advertise it as fifteen k's, but I think each lap is five point um, something, so it's going to be just a little bit over that. But, yeah. um, but the run, and you go around a lake, so it's it's very very close to five k, but it's not exact. If I was doing an out and back course, it would be, it would that's be the only way you can do it, really, isn't it? Yep, and yep. and. Uh, 
So do you have to, do I advertise as fifteen point six five? Yeah, I would, John, because I feel you're lying to your customers. Uh, well, it's closer to fifteen than sixteen k. So there you go. I've just didn't you say fifteen point six? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's closer it's, to sixteen. It's around about fifteen. <laughs> your mess isn't too big. It's just close enough. But anyway, I, I think the, the, the variation in courses um, and they're never never that accurate. So. So ultimately, if you want to do your PB, you've got to find the course that's the worst. No, if you get, you basically have a PB for that course. So you go back and do the same course next year, uh, as long as it's exactly the same. Yeah, I know, but PB if you're at a party course. and you've got another guy who's done a triathlon, you tell him that race, don't you? Yeah, well, you don't say, oh, I did it in a, a two-hour. Well, I was a bit short. We like to think rote was accurate. A lot of people say it wasn't, but yeah. I'm going to tell people my rote time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, last week we talked about a couple of races. Uh, Chesapeake Man? Yeah, well, I thought they were all this weekend, but there was actually no iron distance races last weekend, and I thought they were coming up. I just grabbed the next ones off uh, k 2 So they're actually happening this week in, in the Red Man and the Alba Man. Alba Man as well. And I do want to give um, a plug for k226.com. They've got a lot of really cool video content up there. If you want to see some, um, and it's half Ironmans, it's Olympic, it's uh, Ironmans. If you want to see some good, YouTube clips of races uh, and and perhaps races you're not familiar with. There was uh, they had on there the other day, Ember um, Man. So you know it's not a race you're probably going to see anywhere else. Go k226.com and they've got uh, lots of video um, YouTube clips up there. Fantastic. Okay, well some results from last weekend. Uh, just because with Ironman we're talking a couple of seventy point threes. Ken Brown managed to take out Ironman seventy point three. Japan. Yeah, uh, the reason I think he went over there and raced, he was down to race a few weeks ago in the Philippines, went there, got crook as a dog and uh, didn't get to race, so I guess he just felt he needed to get a race in before uh, before Kona, so it's three weeks out, so hopefully he hasn't smacked himself too silly. Well, he did dominate by a good six minutes over, yeah. who is it? Frederick Kramer. Oh, we don't have 7.38, it's only we're just, we're just padding, padding for some time. I get Paul Matthews and Sam Lagone. Took out uh, was that, that was Syracuse where we were just talking about maybe potentially a little bit short. Yeah, I mean, that, that time there of three forty nine. Just dominated the dojo bit. by ten minutes. Who's that? Oh, Paul Matthews. He did too. That's a man. It's a killer. Smashing in a seventy point three. All on the bike, pretty much. Wow, that's nice that's work. And then what other races do we have? It was one other seventy point three. Nah, can't have been that good. Uh, could you just pull. No, it was it was uh, it was actually uh, Calcoon. Cancun, Cancun and um, it was good uh, old Luke Bell took that out and he had oh a, good stuff it was actually quite a good field there I think they had uh, Luke McKenzie there as well and then uh, I think it was Amanda, Amanda Stevens took out the girls and she did that from Katie Jones where it was pretty close oh, okay and Ben Hoffman took out um, which one's this 70.3 Branson new one and then the female was Kelly Williams ooh top 10 8th place nice TJ Tolkinson almost got checked okay. well, TJ Still, but all these guys, you know, it's um, it's countdown to Kona now. It must only be, I think, about three three weeks away. So, just giving their last final little hit outs. Is it hopefully they haven't smacked themselves too hard? What are we doing for Kona, John? We're not going. What are we going to do? We're going to do something good. You right? You right? You right? Yeah. Um, we will do a Kona special and a and a post Kona special. You know, pretty stock standard. Oh really? It's yeah. not going to be like last year, but is it? Not going to be like. I'll tell you. I've got a good idea for next year's Kona, though. Oh, have you? Was that the one you emailed through the other yeah. day? You liking the sound of that? Yeah. Except we're uh, going to have to get a car. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 
<laughs> I loved you when it comes to getting free stuff. Tom's very ambitious, <laughs> and I like that about you. You know, you're very ambitious. Shoot the stars, you? you might get to the moon. <laughs> you might get to the moon. Okay, uh, what else have we got coming up? Coming up, nothing. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I thought Challenge Barcelona was this weekend, but it's actually the weekend after. That's the next nine distance race, and okay. uh, after that, it's Kona. Okay, good times. Uh, first Ironman coaching can't keep himself any longer. Ironman Wales will be held in September. In September the 11th, uh, that's my... No, no, I was going to say it's my mum's birthday, it's the 7th. Uh, 2011 will be announced at a press conference on the 24th of September and race entries go live from October the 1st. It'll be the, it's the first Ironman that the UK has been waiting for. Now, I don't often like to... John, I've got the scoop gossip, here. But Is I this get, a scoop? Well, it, it's pretty... He's talking dates and stuff here, so he's... Uh, we, let's just put it out there. Uh, you've got to say allegedly. Allegedly. This if you say allegedly, legally, yeah. you're, you're not yeah. bound. So allegedly. So I could say allegedly anything. Mm. Allegedly. Uh, He's got to be, be racing Wales. And I've been to Tembe, had went to a B&B for a weekend there with Belinda. Oh, back uh, it up. Nice place. And you some training? Uh, I don't think I did. I wasn't really training much then. Uh, but it, I think it'd be... When, when you didn't train much, how was life? Did it wasn't you very good, actually. <laughs> it wasn't. It really wasn't. So... It was probably only about a oh, would have been less than six month period where I didn't really train very much. So what, 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 for you, what do you mean not train much? What was I, it? I was doing very, very little, like maybe one or two runs a week. Wow. And I wasn't a happy person. Really? Yeah, you asked Belinda, I was not a happy person. Really? And, and, and uh, what, what changed? I decided to start training again. And then you became happy again. <laughs> okay, happy again. It's a simple formula. It is a simple formula. It's a simple formula. So um, anyway, it'd be good to see, uh, you know, there's plenty of demand over in the UK. Um, and I think it'll be a nice course over there in Tempe. Likely to be a bit rolling on the hill. Could potentially, I think they could potentially make it reasonably hard. Be a sea swim. Um, and uh, should be nice. A real, a real holiday spot. Lots of B&Bs there. It's kind of amazing, you know, knowing how popular triathlon is in the UK. That it's taken so long to get a second race there. Yes, but but Ironman UK is not particularly popular. Yes. Yeah, it is. I think I can't think it sold out last year, but it's not been the most. Yeah, hasn't really been huge demand because the guys just travel over to Europe and do those ones, and that's what True. Felix was talking about last week. The big part of their market is is the UK. So um, yeah, we're interesting to see. And then uh, Jim also sent us an email saying about the, the challenge uh, course over in the UK that yes. Felix was talking about. He's so got Henley is a course well known for its annual Royal Rowing Career Gator, mm, which is the first uh, stage in 18... I love how the races are like there. Oh, 1839. Yeah. This one will be an ideal location along the straight section of the River Wish, which is also used for the rowing course. You mentioned in a fairly recent show that the River Thames might not be the cleanest or safest place to swim. However, our local tri club, the... Gnarly Nutters regularly train in the river just down from Henley and Marlow and the Windsor Triathlon <coughs> one of the biggest and best triathlon distance tries in the UK involves the swims in the Thames so there you go the bike certainly won't be as flat as the Henley it is located on the edge of the uh, has it one? Chilton, Chilton Hills, hills uh, but the routine is guaranteed the route is guaranteed to be awesome the run is likely to be up and down the river bank and uh, on well defined paths so, so potentially, allegedly, potentially, two new allegedly, iron, potentially. Iron, iron distance races in the UK. So you guys are going to be spoiled for choice, especially when you've got the the Outlaw and uh, an Ironman UK existing uh, yeah. already there. So we'll see how it goes. Mm, good times. Okay, John, our sponsor. 
Extreme endurance. Uh, you know what? You've, you've talked to something here, but you keep talking. I'm going to talk about something else. I've got to see my notes here, Bevan. I think you talked about... Um, oh, yeah. Basically, if you've got questions for extreme endurance, so as I mentioned a couple of times, they have the uh, little sort of Facebook column there on the, the left side of the page. And, and I noticed on there this week, basically said, if you've got any questions about extreme endurance, um, don't ask Bevan and I. Um, just pop them an email. It's info at xendurance.com so if you're not quite sure if it's the right thing for you or some of their other products um, exactly how they work just uh, get on there and get onto it and uh, or go onto their Facebook page and just ask via their Facebook page and the other thing um, if you want to get hold of the specials obviously use the code IMTALK but also they have a a recurring delivery program, and if you do that, then you get a special um, special price. So you're supposed to take the um, you know th- three tablets twice a day, and uh, and that basically means a bottle's uh, just a container's going to last you for a month. Um, so if you want to get that just new bottle just turning up every month, you can get a special discounted price, and it'll just turn up on time each month. So just go on to imtalk.me. Click on Extreme Endurance, go through, code is I am talk, and you get a nice little discount. Do you know what, mate? you're away laughing. You, you should be in sales. I should be. Because I've, I've been trying to find this bloody... Uh, Andrew from, uh, from Athlink sent me through a, an interview that the guy... Oh, you mean well, that's me as well. We're supposed to talk about this week. <laughs> talk about next week. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cyclist. No. No, no. Oh, the guy talking about how it works. Oh. Yeah. We'll put a link on the show. Yeah, well, I can't find it. Oh. It was on my Facebook emails, but it's disappeared. Oh, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Well, no, because we should be here. Okay. It's disappeared. Wasn't in your Athlink sons? No. No? Anyway, uh, check it out, xendurance.com. Next but week. the thing was, I wasn't even there, John. I was... Oh, here it is. Extreme endurance questions and answers. Very cool. And there you go. So there's... So maybe we'll talk about this. I'll, maybe I'll put this on the show notes. You could even embed that YouTube clip onto the page, couldn't you almost? I, or I, not? Oh, I could, John. Yes, I could. You could? I could, yes. So here we go. Some questions and answers from the people at Extreme Endurance. So check, check, check it out. Very good. We'll have it up on the site. Okay. Hot topic of the week. But back to, back to you being a great salesperson first. Oh, I've got my, my, my billboard was out last night. What do you mean? I've got a, uh, my bike jerseys, full zip bike jerseys for the, Racing, house, is this of for tra- the race? house of Travel Triathlon Festival. The hot triathlon? People are loving the, full, the, 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 really? walk, the walking billboard. Oh, the walking billboard. If you want to get one of those jerseys, you don't have to do the race. You can. You can be just you hot like John. Email me. So you're hot like John. Hot triathlon. Oh, you're so hot right now. Hot topic of the week. So we, uh, we, we were... Someone sent it through. Who did it? Sent it through. Wait a second. I'll pull oh, it up. I can't remember. Um, anyway, uh, basically... The I always put their names in there, John. Good. Because it's cool. I'm good like that. Wait a second. That's <coughs> yeah. The discussion was, if you get a, a roll-down slot at uh, at a race for, for Kona, does that really count as qualifying, or are we just making this world too PC, and we should have... If you qualify, boom, that's it. Top you're six, going. you're in. If not, you're out. Tough titties. And, my and I'll, I'll read out the first one I had from... Joshua Crabb, later, uh, later in the season there are often slots that roll because people have already qualified. That type of roll down shouldn't be questioned as qualification. There's no such thing as a double qualification for the fast guys, so of course they're going to roll down. Roll downs because people just don't want to go or can't are different. I can see why some people don't respect that in the same way. Not to say I wouldn't take one, I would definitely take a slot if there was one available. You're going to have to go second because mine. Okay. Nicholas Shepard. Yes, of course they count. Getting a roll down slot means you ma- uh, manage an amazing race. 
If someone can't take their slot and you're the next most deserving in line, then that's it. You have qualified. Uh, cost may well be a factor, but then we, well, most of us, are age groupers and no one is going to pay for us to go to Kona. Uh, there could be any number of reasons for someone not choosing to take a slot. Uh, there are slots, there are slots of people desperate to race, um, lots of people desperate to race at Kona going, so the best, the bar is still very high. I don't think there are any races where it's easy to qualify via roll down. Okay, good old Brian Tia said yes, of course it counts. If someone doesn't want their slot, then why shouldn't it roll down? And the lucky guy gets a feel good about taking it. It is the same principle in other races. You don't get to say 10th place in a race, then go around mumbling that you would have been lower if X and X hadn't turned up or had turned up. You can only beat the people that are going to start line and the starting up for the race. In the same way, you can only compete in Kona against the people who want to compete in Kona and should not feel any worse if someone... Uh, who are able to race did not elect to go. And the only negative one that, um, not negative, the only counter argument most people said in there that, um, yeah, it was all good. Who, who gave the, who gave uh, the counter? Da- David go. Tunney. Here we go. Um, I've gotten slaps for airing my opinion that a roll down doesn't count as qualification. Um, slots do roll down a lot. For example, in Frankfurt, 35 to 39, 19 slots. Last qualifier was 46 in eight, the age group. 27 roll downs, 20 minutes and time difference between 19th and 46th. This is actually not that huge, is no, it? No, not really. Um, that's a huge chunk. Uh, to me, roll downs smack of everyone is a winner type crap. Not everyone is. It's not the effort that counts, it's the result. It was actually David Tony who actually came up with the question. All oh, right. right. Mm. Uh, Tony Buckingham. I'm going to have him on the show pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Good question. People try for years and years to get to Kona. For roll down is what it takes for them to get there. It's an achievement. Either you win your age group or finish 10th in your age group but, and you get a roll down if uh, on the spot or two. Every year it's going to get harder to qualify so everyone who puts in the work and gets to the start line to give themselves a chance of going deserves their spot however they get it. John, your thoughts? Uh, I've sort of got, you got two hats on. You go, right, I'm, I'm in the elite sort of hat and I'm just saying you should just get your slot or maybe maybe it could roll down X number of places because what sometimes happens um, is it rolls just out of control like if it goes yeah if it goes say more than five rolls then people generally don't turn up to the roll down <coughs> procedure so then it just rolls down and you get some random person getting it who's, who's, who's miles behind in that case you'd say well are they really deserving um, but then on the other hand and this is my sort of preferred angle is that's one of the unique things about Ironman racing is perhaps you do just turn up and it's just luck of the draw I think in most cases the roll down seems to be getting less and less but I haven't got any statistical information to back that up uh, but I did look very quickly at that runtry.com website and that's there has all the slots at the different races and how many slots there are but I would imagine in most races these days, it rolls very little. At Wisconsin, um, was it last week or the week before, had a guy, um, Dez, who was racing over there, and he f- finished 10th in his age group, I think it was, and I think there was maybe six or seven slots or something. I said, oh, maybe you'll get it in a roll down, and he said basically none of the, you know, there was just about none of the age groups rolled at all, and if they did, it was only one or two places. So yep. I, th- I think in the past it might have rolled quite a bit, I think these days, I think it's because there's less and less slots, the fields are getting uh, more, competitive. more competitive, I think it's not going to roll as much, so I quite like the status quo. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, 
Yeah, well, I don't really have any thoughts on it, to be honest. I suppose when I, when, when the year I won my age group and I'm in New Zealand, uh, I think the top three people wouldn't take it. Mm. So, you know, like, I think... It, it was only, I think there were only three slots for my age group at the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was, there, there was a bit of a, you know, like, it was kind of weird. But, I don't know, I, I kind of get Danny's point, uh, David's point is in that, you know, if, you, if you've got 46... Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't probably go around boasting <clears throat> about the fact you got to Kona. But then, you know what? It's a system and there's, there's the rules. And I don't know if there's a better way around it. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, could, you could say, right, there's a maximum. Can't roll any more than, say, five slots. And if it does, then that that, that, play, that slot gets reallocated either somewhere else in the field. But the thing is, like as you're saying, let, let's say you're going to be, you know, if, if it gets reallocated in other parts of the field... Well, let's say it goes to an age group of like fifty to fifty or fifty-five to sixty, where there's probably only one AS qualifying slot, mm. and so no one's going to turn up for that anyway. So, like, it will just be the same thing in, in other areas. I think it just make it too complicated, and yeah, I just like it's the beauty of it that just occasionally it might just roll a lot, and somebody's dream might come true. Yeah. So I think. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's a perfect system. I don't know, but I don't think there's a much better way of doing it. So, and it doesn't really bother me. I think. If you get to go to Kona, and, and even if it was just a bit of a fluke, you know, it's a pretty wicked life experience. So, yeah. yeah. Um, good work, Ironman at WTC. We was, like the way it's working. No, I suppose one thing is it would suck for the people who are actually really good athletes at another race. Like, it's a pity you couldn't go transfer them around races, but that'd be your mission. Just but, starts getting complicated. Yeah, but, you know, like, you know, Mitch Life say, is not always fair. Life's not fair, John. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't said that in a while, have you? No. Um, so, but, you know, like, imagine if, if let's say, Ironman Australia... They said it will never roll down past 10, mm. and if those slots aren't taken, then it'll go to the next race. Yeah. So um, you might say, okay, well, in Australia, they had 10 slots, or, you know, <coughs> went to an event, so then that slot then goes to Ironman New Zealand. And then, you know what I mean? So that you're getting. Well, you could just have the automatic slots and just say, well, we're not going to have as many people in Kona this year. Well, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Kona's not too bad. Kona's not too bad. Got what, 1,600 or so. Okay, John, this week's discussion. James Botel, the wise one, sent through and said, what products have you discovered that you want to rave about for the rest of the Iron Talk community? Okay. Okay, so what, what's your not going to be a controversial one this week. No, no. Unless you've got some controversial product. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there you go. What products do you want to tell everyone about in the Iron Talk community? And if you've got a product you own and you want to give it a bit of a plug, go on then. Get on there. Get on there. Right here. Uh, we've got a bit of time, so let's do something else. We've got an interview coming we've got, up. We've got a website of the week. A bit of music. Okay. It's the music. It's the music. Website of the week. And uh, who sent this one through, John? Let's have a look. Good old Grant Callahan. Callahan sent through this one. And, uh, we, you know, obviously we've been one of the people who've helped bring the run walk strategy to the light. Yeah, a lot of people. Have, I mean, it's been around a long time with the Galloway. Um, it's a Galloway method, um, but yeah, we've we've popularised it just a little bit. I oh, guess yeah. was, no one ever heard of it before us, John. Yeah, but and Bobby McGee obviously was the man who yeah, introduced McGee. us to it. And so there's a website called, uh, and it's a coaching coachdino.org, and he's got a slash runwalk.htm, and it's a calculator to help you work out. Your run walk strategy. So let's have a go at it, John. It's pretty good. Um, okay. I, had, I had to play around because I actually did a, um, a run walk session on Sunday. So let's say you're going to run a marathon. Yep. So 42.2 k's. Yep. And goal, goal time. times for you. So it looks, let's put 240. 239, oh, hold John. On. You got to you got to go 
two hours uh, 40 minutes and two hours 39 John okay and zero zero oh no I'll take 59 <laughs> 59 <laughs> and uh. run time so you say you do say nine minutes say 9.5 minutes running say 30 seconds walking oh okay yep yep so 9.5 if you can do a point five. Oh, why wouldn't you go 30 sorry oh okay then point five. yeah I think so and walking pace is optional they'll just you just let them do your default and then go I want my running pace to be in minutes per case and click there to see your pace so if Bevan wanted to do the nine and a half minute oh, run really? 0.5 minute walk you'd have to run at three minute 40k pace oh, that's um, and versus uh, if you weren't going to do the run walk if you're just going to run straight you'd probably I think it's 350 paces uh, gives you uh, no, it's, it's closer to like 347 actually, yeah. 347 I think it yeah. is. So you basically got to run 7 seconds faster per K. But I'd say your walking pace is probably a little bit quicker than you, than that. So for me, um, yeah, I'm basically trying to, to run 240. So you're going to do it or not? Uh, probably am now after the weekend. I had quite a good, good session. Because you were telling me last week you were a little bit worried about doing because you don't think you can sit on the faster pace. Yeah, but... Um, not that you're not up to that pace, but it's, a, you know, seven seconds does make a bit of a difference. It, and for me, it's not quite seven. So for me, I've got to run more like uh, about, I think it's uh, three minute 40, 43, 44 versus running 347. So it's okay. about four four seconds difference per K. Um, but I did... did uh, I think you actually have to run 345. Anyway, the, the good thing about the website also, it then goes on, um, if you wanted to, like Bevan's put in uh, running nine and a half minutes, walking 30 seconds, yep. and then it also gives, gives you all you the paces if you want to do the nine So I run a one five fives, I need to do a two, two, three you Five minute run, five minute walk, because you've got to run two minutes, 23 per K pace. Hey, but for bring a, it on. For, for an Ironman, um, this is going to be a lot better, because then you may may shift to a nine on, one off. Obviously, his his pace will be be, be uh, different. <coughs> so he's ba- basically just developed a bit of software that works all this out for you nice and quickly, and it's uh, it's all good. I think the key thing with, with whenever you're working this sort of pace stuff out is... Um, you kind of sometimes, I think Bobby said it's like an ass about face type thing. I think you really need to have a good understanding of what you really are capable of doing, rather than just saying, "Oh, I hope I can run a, a this sort of time." Um, yeah, it's you just. Yeah, it has to be based on what you you know of yourself, isn't it? Exactly. This doesn't want to work. Two hours thirty nine. Enter now. Calculate now. Why won't it work? Oh, it's because you're on a Mac. No, this normally works. Oh. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it's two forty seven. 246. 246. Well, close. It was between us. It was. Yeah. So, so you need to go six seconds faster a K. Yeah. And then you but I think for you it's probably more like four to five because I think your walking pace is quicker than 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Mile. So it's good little good little. Um, so wait a second. You're committing to doing it. I'm pretty close to committing to John, doing it. John, you need to do it because you'll be talking. Minutes, talking nine minutes, talk. 40 on, 20 seconds off. But the problem, the, because I did it at the weekend, and the problem I've, I've basically aimed to do two two 16k tests where I'd do um, one running and one doing the run walk but both times I've got the craps halfway through <laughs> so I've had to stop so, but uh, the run walk felt better than doing the, the straight running um, because it just felt like a, a little bit of interval training and you just got a short rest and you're away again my average heart rate seemed to be a little bit lower but because the tests are a little bit stuffed up but I've still got a few weeks to go and I'm going to do two more tests um, but I'd say it's more likely than not that I'll do 9 minutes 40 on, 20 seconds off. Wow. Well, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I can't say I'm feeling that great about my running, so... Why? 
just not feeling very good at the moment. Just just even what you mojo? Yeah, doing some reasonable amount of training, but I certainly wouldn't say I'm anywhere near what I was like for the Christchurch race. But still got about six but, or seven weeks to go. You know what? <sighs> sometimes just things happen. Sometimes things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sports, a funny thing, isn't it? You can be like the best prepared you've ever been and have a shit race, and then yep. you can be absolutely crap and put off a, a totally. binder. Yep. You know, like uh, the more experience you get, the more you can figure out your formula. But there's always that aspect of some days things work, especially with longer distance races. Yeah, because you know? yeah. more things can go wrong. Eh? Mm. So anyway. there you go. Run Dino dot com slash runwalk dot Yeah, I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me. Let's do an ad, and then uh, we'll have an interview. Very good. Uh, coffee's off away. So last week, I th- was it last week or the week before? We talked about the guy who brought his old office coffee. Yep. And, nice. Uh, and then this week we got an email in from somebody who probably doesn't even doesn't even listen to the show. Good old Stuart Butler. He works with no. He works with Stuart Butler. Oh, he works with Stuart Butler. Good old Paul Beacon. He, Beaton. He said he's. Uh, I've just just been introduced to the rest. Uh, like the rest of our office to Coffees of Hawaii some of the finest coffee I've ever tasted certainly craps all over Starbucks nice I don't know how we cope before I'm told you guys we have you guys to thank keep on spreading the word so this is a guy who probably doesn't listen to the show well we should start listening to the show we've got this Coffees of Hawaii coffee it's kicking ass um, Stuart bought it for the whole office and he's now Mr. Popular. Mr. Popular, obviously, eh? That's what I'm saying. So if you want some really great coffee, and this isn't from someone who just loves the show and wants to support us, this is from someone who loves coffee and knows quality, John, because mm. that's how the pom say it, quality. Quality. And uh, <coughs> so if, if Paul says it, it must be true. true. And Paul, you can go and get in. The other thing we talked about last Actually, week. Actually, Paul, yeah, go to the website. And get some Speedos. And get <laughs> so, yeah, here's a challenge for you, Paul. Now, because I'm sure everyone at work's probably going to listen to this. You get some Speedos and turn up to work the one day in your Speedos. Or go and buy Stuart some Speedos because he's sort of... And, and if you do that, can we, can we arrange some free coffee for him? I'm sure Albert will. Okay, so Paul, if you go to work in a pair of Speedos... Yes. And coffees of pa- Hawaii Speedos. I so has to buy the coffees of Hawaii Speedos yeah. or we're we just happy with Speedos? Uh, I'm quite happy just with okay, Speedos. You can negotiate with Albert. Okay, Albert, Albert. If you, yeah, you, get, you get more if you get coffees of Hawaii Speedo. Yeah. That's the deal? Okay. Okay, so you get more... You get a better package... If, <laughs> If yeah. you've got a better package. Well, your package look better in the coffee <laughs> If you go to work in a Speedos, a swim cap and goggles. Yeah. Like a real triathlete. On the old tube. Old school. On the tube. Yeah. And photos at work. If all your workmates around you and your Speedos, we'll get some coffees drinking of Hawaii. Drinking a cup of coffees Cu- of Hawaii. Drinking a cup of coffees of Hawaii. We'll hook you up with some free coffees of Hawaii. And if any of you others out there want to get some styler looking Speedos, go to coffees of Hawaii. Dot com and uh, they've got their men's and women's. They've got the jammer, the brief, and they've got the women's ones as well. So check it out, and you'll look very stylish. And I can guarantee, if you are going to Kona and you get some of these, and you swim out to the, the boat at Kona wearing that, oh, yeah. Albert will be giving you some love. You'll be getting on their website because yeah. you'll be cool. So Paul, we want to see the photo. It's a challenge. Coffeesofhawaii.com. If you want the discount codes, go to our website first and click through from there. Good times, rock and roll. Okay, uh, let's have an interview, John. We'll be back in one second. Righty-ho. So um, on this week's show, we're very happy to have a man who has won his age group recently at Ironman Canada and only his second Ironman. He started off at Ironman New Zealand with a... 1049 in 2009 and then uh, 
managed to get his time down to 10.26, so that's an improvement. Massive for, improvement uh, in, in, in a hour, short period of time. Hour 20 minutes, one is age group, six age group are overall, and his name's Tony Buckingham, so welcome along to the show, Tony. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's great. Hey, um, one of the reasons uh, we want to get you on is you're nominated by Rob Holt um, as, a, as an age group of the week, but we thought we'd take it one step further and actually get you on the show, because people are generally interested in, in guys who can make fairly quick improvements. Um, so maybe give us a bit of your, your background first, sort of bef- before you got involved in triathlon, whether you had a background in any of the, the three sports or, or a different sporting background. Yeah, no, I didn't really have a background in any of the three sports. Like, I didn't really swim when I was younger. Um, I didn't really run or cycle, but I did play, like, some competitive competitive team sports. So I played field hockey, um, pretty much played pretty competitive men's uh, hockey at about 14, yep. and then uh, also played tennis and those sort of sports. So you're always quite um, kid. Sorry? You're always quite an active kid. Yeah, I was an active kid. Um, I guess that changed a bit when I uh, started working. I actually uh, got a bit fat uh, when I started working, and then uh, one of my friends actually said to me that I was actually getting a bit fat, and uh, yeah, got, got me along to the gym, and I got into a bit of bodybuilding. So that's sort of where that all went. And uh, then basically, I guess three summers ago, sort of got into triathlon. What was the motivation for triathlon? Just again, just sort of a bit of progression and, and keeping yourself fit, or um, did you have a, yeah. a vision and see Kona and go, right, I want to be there, or what was it that sort of drew you in? Well, there were a couple of things. Like bodybuilding fitness was great, but it wasn't really very functional. Yeah. Like I probably couldn't run five or six kilometres. You know, like it was, yeah. it was. I looked really good, looked good on a beach or something, but as soon as I tried <laughs> to do something with it, it was kind of useless. Yeah. So. Um, a few of my buddies also were getting into triathlon, so um, they sort of dragged me along into it, um, and I started doing like the contact series and the uh, Scorching Bay series in yeah, Wellington. Yeah. So, what about your, your life situation? Obviously, you've had some pretty <coughs> pretty good success. Have you, you your work, family? Like, have you managed to fit you know the amount of training you do in around the life you know situation you have? Well, I guess I've I've been had it quite a unique situation especially recently. Um, I mean, I've, I lived in Canada for 18 months, so that's why I signed up for Ironman Canada because I was actually living there at the time. Yeah. Um, so I moved back to New Zealand four months ago, and uh, while I was in Canada, I actually got married to a Canadian girl, and uh, she actually hasn't moved over here yet. Oh, wow. So I was in kind of a unique situation where I was working. I moved back in with mum, and uh, basically sort of had things like a magic laundry basket, which I just put my dirty clothes in, and they magically get washed. And uh, so I was able just to work and train. So I was kind of in a unique situation where I did have time after work without my partner sort of getting frustrated that I wasn't home yep. after work. So, um, yeah, kind of unique. Do you uh, worry when your partner comes over... Um, that's gonna, you know, because obviously you've found this place where you're zoned out as an athlete and you can, you can be really focused and achieve pretty big things. Does it worry you that when, you know, how you're gonna manage that when she comes over? Yeah, we have actually had quite a few chats about that, um, especially listening to you guys and um, what you guys have been saying over your last few podcasts. Actually, about that, um, we're actually planning on probably having a family in the next couple of years. That's sort of the plan. Yep. So I'll probably come back to um, half Ironman type distance right. I think for, for maybe a couple of years and then actually uh, try just to concentrate on one or two aspects so 
I'll probably maybe work on my running a bit more and my swimming and just drop cycling down because that's the most time-consuming. And, uh, yeah, just try to really get competitive in that running to be able to push, say, at the end of an Ironman where people are starting to crumble, actually be able to, like, yeah, push a bit harder there. Good luck with that. You, you, you let me know how that goes. <laughs> a one-year-old and a three-year-old running around. Exactly. Oh, uh, you know, the running stroller, mate. Have to get that running stroller. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody's, everybody's got their theories on how it's going to work, but it's all a bit of a different world. Hey, um, Rob was uh, was talking talking a bit about your race, you know, your first one at, at Ironman New Zealand, and said maybe, you know, you went a bit conservative when it was your first race that you did, I mean, um, obviously we've got plenty of listeners who, who haven't done an Ironman out there. Um, what, how, how did it go for you? I mean, what things went well? Was there, were there things that surprised you? Um, or was it pretty much um, all went to plan? Yeah, I'd, I had a pretty solid race. Like, I was really happy with 10.50. Like, I went out, I tried to have, like, sort of low expectations, like, yep. um, and... I was actually so lucky, like, staying with Rob, you know, he's a bit of a legend, you know, he's done it before, been there, yeah. and he just told me, just take it easy on the bike, don't get excited on the bike, you know, don't don't start smashing it straight up the hill out of out of Taupo. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was really, really good, and so he helped sort of calm me down, so on um, race morning, I actually woke up really excited, like, yeah. I wasn't nervous at all, um, and, yeah, I just raced the bike really, really conservatively, Got off the bike, my legs felt fine. I felt like I hadn't even really ridden the bike, and I was just able to cruise around the running course. You know, half the field's walking, and you feel good. You're just running, you know, you're running past them, you're sort of almost sapping an energy off everyone you pass and sort of grabbing that energy off them. And yeah, it was, it was a really good day. Um, I suppose the question I have for you is, you know, like, we all know this, you know, you tell any first Ironman, be conservative, and, you know, and, and, you know, as you say, all of them blow up, and you're not running past them if you can be conservative. Why do you think you were able to, to actually sit in that place where you were able to listen to that and stick to the plan on race day? Yeah, I just I just don't think I was that worried about where I was going to finish. Okay. You know, I knew I was going to finish, and I knew if I raced conservatively, then, you know, I, I'd be there at the end. You know, I wouldn't be walking. Yeah. You know, like I'd done, I had done a lot of hard work. Don't get me wrong, like I'd, I actually trained through a Canadian winter, so I was on spin bikes for hours and hours and hours before before the sun came up, and then I'd get home and be on the spin bike again for hours. So I'd, I'd, I'd done I'd done my work, and I and I knew that when I got on the water, I was like, I've done the work for this. I'm gonna have a great day. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I guess it was just being conservative and not getting excited and not like really staying and racing within myself. So the you, one thing, the one thing I didn't do so well is I didn't practice my nutrition enough. So on the bike, I was so bloated. I had way too many cliff bars and stuff. Not enough, not enough gels. You know, like yeah, it was, it was, the nutrition side was a bit ugly. But yeah, apart from that, I had a really good day. And that is a, an often a message you often hear from first timers um, who do eat too many solids on the bike. Yeah, you know, I think uh, most people, if there's a message there, is is to try to go fairly liquid with your with your nutrition plan and, and, and practice it in your race and your training so you actually know you should yeah. you know you know what works bars and solids you know a couple are good but any more than that <coughs> is uh, could 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 be a bit dangerous so so you finished up your first Ironman um, and and obviously feeling pretty good about your result what were your sort of plans after that um, in terms of did you think you were invincible and and and, and what was your your plan after it. 
Yeah, I don't think I was invincible when I um when I uh, you know, was talking to Rob afterwards, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to be pretty close to qualifying for Kona," yeah. and because uh, uh, you know Rob Rob must be uh, 45 to 49 age category, I guess. Yeah. And I was in the I was in the I think I just ticked over. No, maybe I was still 25 to 29 age category, yeah. and he had he had given me a good thrashing, so <laughs> he, had, he had given me a good lesson. So. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't think I was invincible at all. And then when I looked at the, uh, then when I actually looked at the times, um, <laughs> and yeah, sort of saw what I'd actually need to qualify for Kona. Um, yeah, it was just quite a lot of time that would have to come off my uh, my race. So um, I sort of, I was definitely interested in doing more Ironmans, um, and but I knew that I couldn't really do another one in the next sort of sort of 10 months, 11 months, because I was actually getting married in Canada later that year, and it wasn't just the time aspect, it was also the cost aspect, because I had a wedding to save up for, so, um, yeah, there was that as well, so, Phil and I actually came to a bit of a compromise, Phil and my wife, so um, we came to a compromise where I'd race a half Ironman series in Vancouver, around Vancouver and uh, in Victoria, yep. so um, that was sort of my next stepping stone, so I raced this four race um, half Ironman series. And uh, the, the quite a funny thing happened there because uh, there's actually I, I found that I was actually really competitive in this half Ironman series. Like I was pretty much getting top ten finishes and getting sort of second or third in my age group. Wow. And uh, the thing was though that there's a bloody Kiwi from Hokitika who was also <laughs> racing in my age group, and he was the one who kept freaking beating me. <laughs> so you go to Canada, you're racing Canada, and you're being beaten by a Kiwi. Right? It's just like man, come on. Break your heart. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that was sort of the stepping stone to what was, I guess, next. Um, I yeah, trying to get faster and actually trying to get competitive in that half Ironman yep. series. And what did you do differently with your training? You know, because, you, you, you know, you made an hour 20 difference in your time in 18 months. Did you step your training up or do you think it was just the fact that you had another 18 months under your legs? Yeah, I definitely cycled a lot more than I was before. Like, I went from probably cycling... In Canada, I'd cycle maybe 200k a week, 250k a week, to probably towards 400 kilometers a week. Okay. So, yeah, like my cycling, I definitely stepped it up. My running, I kind of raced in, cause I was in Wellington, Wellington winter. I was racing a lot of running races. So I raced, um, there's a Harriers series that they ran, and there's also an exterior trail running series. So I ran those as well. So there were lots of hill running, and then ran the marathon, the Wellington Marathon. Um, I guess two months out, and then uh, raced in Germany at the long distance worlds a month before. Oh, so. boy. On race day, you know, um, Rob was saying that you wanted to go sub ten. You know, the first race you did, you were, you know, you were pretty conservative and you're doing all the wise things. Like you, you must have known pretty early on that you're going to go sub ten pretty easily. Were you worried you were going too crazy, or did you? Like you know, because you you went nine twenty six, so you're you know thirty five minutes faster than the you know the aim you were going for. Were you worried you were kind of going too fast and you were going to blow? Yeah, um, I actually ran into an like the Ironman Canada. The the cycle course is kind of a bit different to Ironman New Zealand. So Ironman New Zealand two loops, ninety um, k loops, I guess, and you can sort of go out and race the first half conservatively and then you know smash it on the second loop if you want, you know, and you've you sort of know you know, where you are in the race. But I'm in Canada, the actual fastest piece of the race course is the first half. Oh, really? So the bit where you can actually push your time is the first half of the bike. And so I was actually really lucky. Um, 
two or three days out before the race, I ran into um, Scott Tremblay. He was actually the top age grouper at Ironman Canada. Like he oh. won the, he was the first age grouper home. And uh, chatting to him uh, on the bike, and he was his. Uh, he asked me how I was going to race the bike, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, I've, yeah, I've had to think about it, and it just sort of is screwing me with a bit because I'm going to have to race the first half so hard." And he basically told me his whole race strategy for the bike, okay. and that is pretty much how I cycled the bike. Like I just really pushed, really, really pushed hard at the first half, and I guess sort of relaxed a bit more in the uh, second half of the bike. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was kind of lucky there, but I was still worried about 120k in that I might have pushed too hard. And when I got off the bike, I was, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> um, not because I'd done a 503, but yeah. because I was worried, really worried about running. And about a kilometre into the run, I was still, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. But it all came right, and I was able to run. And uh, still ran reasonably okay. So, yeah. So, uh, in terms of your pacing on the bike, do you, did you work off heart rate or are you on power or it's just more off um, feeling? Yeah, more off um, feeling and heart rate. Like, I don't have a power meter. I'd love one. But, um, yeah, so I had a max heart rate that I wasn't going to go over. I pretty much went over that heart rate until 90K. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I was pushing hard and sort of, yeah, made sure at 90K I was in the hunt to still, I guess, yeah, do well in my age group. But the 10-hour mark, I was still thinking that that 10-hour mark, you know, 60-minute swim, uh, you know, 5-hour 30 bike, um, 3.30 run, you know, because last year they'd actually, uh, about 10 hours was the qualifying mark on roll down, or 10.15, something like that. So I knew that if I'd done 10 hours, that I'd, I'd be in with a chance of Kona, and actually this year I think it was 9.40, so I was kind of lucky that I went a bit quicker. So you've made some big improvements. I mean, um, what, what advice can you maybe give to others who, you know, it's been a really big improvement over <coughs> a sort of a fairly short period of time. What, you know, what, what advice can you give to others who might be in a similar situation to yourself? Um, I think... The first thing is just set some goals. And uh, I know they might seem a long way away and, like, be kind of lofty. And, like, going to Kona for me was like, yeah, like I'm going to get there. Um, but, you know, you can achieve them, you know, like lots of hard work and you will get there. You know, I was kind of lucky because I actually won a trip to watch Kona with um, Life Sport last year as part of their series. They had a spot prize and it was a trip oh, to Kona. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, kind of pretty lucky. Yeah. And so um, I actually met Terenzo Bazzoni at, like, a party there. Yeah. And uh, he asked me if I'd raced, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be here next year. <laughs> All right, so I'm just watching this year. And uh, then afterwards, I had to say to my wife, still, and I said, how, how am I going to get back here? Like, uh-huh. just, like yeah, there's just no way. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, yeah, as long as you set your goals, you know, even if to start with, they're just, you know, smaller goals, like I'm going to get this time in a half Ironman, I'm going to work towards breaking this down. Um, to actually get to those other, I guess, more lofty goals of Kona qualification or, or even finishing an Ironman. So um, I guess the, the other thing I'd say is just do lots of half Ironmans. Like, they're a good way of, like, building up, getting speed in your legs and actually being able to race a half Ironman mm-hmm. instead of actually just being able to go through the motions and finish it. Being able to race it is, 
kind of a key, I think, just to build that intensity up. And um, yeah, and I guess the one other thing would be to join a swim squad. Yeah. But my swimming, swimming in Canada, like I know, like my difference in my swim time isn't that much between Ironman New Zealand and Ironman Canada. I think it was seven minutes or something. Yeah. Well, so I went one hundred five to fifty eight, and but the thing is that now when I come out of the water, I actually feel like I haven't really swum. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I'm beaten up and, like, tired from the swim. I actually feel I feel good after the swim, and, you know, it's on to my strengths after that. So it's, it's kind of nice, but I'm still not, still not as weak in the swim as I used to be. Yeah. So. Hey, um, I suppose a question I have is, what was it like going over the finish line, mate, running up the chute, seeing your time? Was it just pretty mind-blowing? Uh, yeah, like, the, the whole thing was that I actually, um, I only saw my time, I didn't see my time coming out of the swim. Yep. So I had no idea what I had swum, and there seemed to be a lot of people in front of me. Yep. And so I was also a bit worried about where I actually was in the in the field at that point. I still had no idea actually where I was when I went out on the run until probably about 18 or 19K, one of the uh, pro women came up and was running with me and another age grouper, and she asked, oh, are you the top age grouper, top age groupers? Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's like, we're fourth and fifth. <sighs> Oh, I, I was just like, no way. Like, how'd this happen? So, um, yeah, like, like yeah, it was great coming down that finishing shoot, and then um, I couldn't really hear any of the announcements or anything, and it wasn't until after I'd been in the medical tent for a couple of hours and got a drip and stuff like that and come out, and my wife actually told me that I'd won my age group. Wow, like, I didn't actually, I didn't actually realise, so, yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling. Like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. So you're off to Kona in three weeks, is it? Yep, so I leave on the first, pleaded with my bosses to give me some more time off time off work. They've been really, really good, so, um, yeah, oh, Kona in three weeks. Good luck, you're going to love it. I'd suggest you take yeah. more of your uh, Ironman New Zealand race strategy into Kona rather than the Canada strategy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, I actually, when I was over there last year, I rode the course, and it's pretty brutal, eh? like just yeah. the heat. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I'm just wondering if I could just give a bit of a shout out. Like, um, there's a company in Canada who's actually given me a bit of uh, sponsorship. So, Go for it, mate. Um, uh, Sock Jock. Um, they're actually a sock many well sock company. They make compression socks um, made out of bamboo. They also give back uh, money to charity. So, when you purchase their socks, uh, money actually goes back to charities that they support. So, what's their website? Kind of cool. And uh, sock s o k j o k dot c a. Okay, we'll put that on our website so, too. Awesome. And uh, North Shore Athletics, uh, Keith there's looking after some, some gear for me. So, yeah, it's awesome. So, um, nice. Yeah. yeah so, we uh, people helping us along the way, don't we? Yeah, totally. Like, it's just, it's like this last, going to Germany, then Canada, and now Kona, it's kind of got expensive. Yeah, it's getting up there. <laughs> Lucky the Kiwi dollar's strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Sweet. <coughs> John's dying on me. Thank you so much for your time today, mate. It's been uh, it's been really awesome to hear how you've made such massive improvements in such a short period of time. And good luck in Kona, and keep keep us up to date with how you go over there and uh, bring it on. We'll look forward to hearing. About yeah, you, are you boys going over this year to watch or what? Oh, uh, next year we're going to go um, kick Lance Armstrong's ass yeah. next year. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, as you do. Cool. Yeah, okay, good day, everyone. Well, Cheers. Thanks for coming on, John. I'm a little bit concerned. First of all, Tony Buckingham. Pretty nice guy. Good, good guy. Good performance. Awesome performance, man. Very solid. That is sensational. Eh? 
comes down to doing some hard work though by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. Doing some hard work on the spin trainer. Well, that was for Ironman New Zealand, but then going out there and racing. I think that's a key message is um, racing. Go race. It, it does. It, t- it takes you to the next level. Eh? Mm. If you want, if you want to get strong and you mm. want to, in, in, in any area of your, of your triathlon, you know, the more racing stuff, you're doing, half yep. Ironman stuff, running good. races, cycling races. It just it teaches you a new strength, doesn't it? We had a we had a question from uh, was it Lavina was it about um, we had Tony on there great age grouper as he said he had a bit of a unique situation in terms of his, his setup where he was um, back at home with with Ma looking yep. after him so we're interested to know and I'm, I've got to check through I've got a couple of age groupers on file who have emailed in and I'll go through them and check if they fit this criteria but we basically want somebody an age grouper who's like Kona qualifying standards a good standard married with kids. Um, works a full-time job and doesn't really have a high-performance sport background. Um, yep. We're keen to interview you. If, if you get, it basically means if you've come from not being experienced, you've got to deal with work, kids, and uh, relationship, <clears throat> and you're still able to kick ass. We'd like to hear from you and get you on the show. Definitely, I totally agree. Sorry, I was, my mind was somewhere else. Okay, uh, so John, so the reason I'm slightly concerned, John, is because we jokes of the week. I'm getting lots of texts today. They're classics. Well, because the thing is, they don't make us look good. Oh, they do. Okay, Mark Hughes Jones is making us look like. Okay, gold. Do, you, do, do you want to do the joke? It's yep, it's a goodie, but it's 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 a shorty, but a goodie. Shorty, but sensation. Wow, here we go, John. Bevan, did you did you hear about the triathlete who was drowned in a bowl of muesli? No, John, I didn't hear about the triathlete who drowned in a bowl of muesli. What happened to them? Oh. He was dragged under by a strong current. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, John, Brilliant. I love your work, Mark. John, honestly, it's... That's uh, excellent. Go tell everybody that joke at work today and you'll be king of the, king of the bloody school. You'll be, you'll I tell be you, mate, honestly, awesome. if you're a single man or a single lady and you want to pick up this weekend, just pull that one out on the dance mm. floor. Tell you, you'll be in like Flynn. Okay, long-term listener. Um, like everyone, fan of the show, this is from Barry... Breffel. Breffel. Um, I just had a dream race at Ironman Wisconsin this past weekend for various reasons, including a move from an uh, acreage uh, in the country back into town mid-season. Bad timing. It was difficult for me to get the proper training in that I'd needed to hit my goal of going back to Kona next year. Ironman Florida 2007... Oh, he's, he's got a list of what he's the done. The short, short part of the story is Barry had a great race, um, finished in 9.44, was fifth in his age group, 32nd overall, awesome. But what was, um, and he's going to say, see you in Kona next year, nice. Yeah, we'll be but there. But the, the key thing was that Barry had a great race, but it, it noted, he noticed in T2, he, looked, he thought he was pretty fast compared to the rest of the field when he was looking at the results. He inquired a little bit further and discovered that his 1 minute 33 T2 was the best of the day. Oh, back it up! So, Barry, that's an outstanding performance. And we have said on air several times... Get some swag. ...that if, if you get the fastest um, transition, transition time yep. at, a, at an iron distance race, um, that we will have to sort out some swag, and so I'll have to uh, go away and sort this out. Okay, that's your and job, John. Can you remind me? Barry, email me if I don't... I will get onto it this week, but I've got a big box of swag at my parents' place, and... Uh, so, and hey, you might have had a good race. Who cares about that? Number one, age, uh, number one transition. That's right. It takes a legend to do that, John. Have you ever done that? No, uh, I have. Yeah, where did you do it? <laughs> and wrote. Was it? Were you number one? Yeah, I was the fastest of everyone. I think I was pretty close, though, wasn't I? No, I was pretty close. No, because one second makes a big difference. I'm going to go back and check that. You double check it. I won it and wrote. Okay. Yeah. 
I didn't, you beat me in the race, but I beat you in transition. Uh, I didn't even you, want to beat you. you I just wanted pick, to check the position. You pick your battles. <laughs> you want to take me down. Yeah, that's all right. Tim McGuire sent through a message and it's saying, hey guys, I know there are a lot of results from this weekend. How about a little love for uh, Furman R.I. Uh, Rhode Island, I'd imagine that is. This is my second uh, journey. Oh, okay, so this is a bit sad, really. Uh, he, he basically mentioned in this race because it's a race that's been around, it's like forever. What I think is really worth mentioning is that this race has been put on by a small father-daughter owned company, race company that has been running a whole calendar of events since 1986. Their philosophy is to contribute half of their race proceeds to the host communities and they've been doing a great job. Their website needs a little updating but they've given over 175000 back in 2006. Outstanding. That is amazing. I mentioned the charity component and the family approach because so many locally run races are being put out of business by or brought by WTC. Not so long ago, Furman used to draw fields of up to $700 in WTC, introduced um, IM Providence 70.3, and the fields are now half of what they were. Let's hear it for the little guys who are trying to make good races and give back to the community. Let's give them some love. So what's their website, John? Do you know the website? Uh, up here, yep. firm-racing.com. And it, it, he's right, the website does need a little bit of work, um, but it, you know, the guys have obviously got experience in racing, but at the same time, you've got to put on, uh, I, I guess they put on a good quality race every year, and, and the standard is being lifted by WTC putting on professionally run races. So you know, well, maybe these guys are doing professional races, it's so, just oh, the brand. I'm sure, that, sure they probably are, but the brand is a big puller. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, just check out the non-WTC races in your area, and... Uh, this is, these guys look like they do a good job. Well, these guys are in it for the right reasons, you know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, they give that amount of money back. I Half their profits, you know. Yeah. Um, that's, that's huge. That, that's amazing, you know, to, to do that, you know. So to support someone like this, so it's www.firm-racing.com, and uh, you can check it out if you're in what area was it? Sort of uh, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Um, so if you're in that area, check it out. It looks like they've got a whole series of racings. Good stuff. Okay, so a few weeks ago we got an email through about the, the, the rock and roll event of the year. It's been all over. All the kids are talking about it on YouTube okay. and Facebook and yep. uh, Bebo. No, Bebo's dead now, isn't it? Twitter. Is yeah, Bebo. They actually closed it down. Huh? I think so. Um, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> nice. And a good old, uh, who is this? Good old Danny, Danny Ward wrote an article for Every Man Trieth, and it's actually a bloody good article. Did you read it? No. <laughs> I just haven't read it. I, I knew you'd read it, so I was backing on you doing oh, peas. Good, oh, I did. And uh, sorry, Danny, it's not that I'm not interested. I just haven't got. No, it was, it was a really good article because it kind of breaks down the whole history of everything. It's a really good read, but it's got some gold photos. Oh, now I know what you're talking about, right? Oh, now you didn't, no. I, I didn't read it, but I, I, remember, I remember what you we talked about a while ago. So they've released a song, the I'm Blaze Man, and they've got lots of singers in it, and they got the drummer from Def Leppard, and look at the photo. I love that. I don't, I can't figure out who that is, but it's sensational. It is sensational. There's a photo on that. We'll put a link to the article on www.imtalk.me, and uh, there's someone on a tri bike, full kit. Aero helmet on, singing a song. We've got to get a speaker like that, man. We've got to. We need We've got to, a speaker like that. Yeah, we have a speaker with a hand holder. We've got to get an upside down holder. Well, we can get one, John. But you want to pay two hundred bucks for it? Uh, I'm tempted to. Yeah, we need, we need. We need two of them because we've, we've got to take the stand. We've got I've to keep taking two. the standard up. The cup does not do it for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll put a photo of the cup on the website this week because whenever we go overseas and we do interviews, it, it, the cup is pretty I'm legendary. highly embarrassed. <laughs> I pull out a cup with a detail in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Craig Alexander, oh, here's a microphone. 
That's bad. <laughs> hey, it's five years nearly, mate. The yeah. cup's done us well. Yes. You know, I think I've only changed the detail once. It's easy. It's five years. It was five years in uh, no, uh, no. May, wasn't it? No, five so, years next year. Oh, yeah, I got married in 2005. We started in 2006. Yeah. So, so, big five years. Five, mm. Next year's a big year. Mm. So, um, so anyway, he's done a great art corner. But the has thing it got, is... He's got the what's it, YouTube down the bottom. Oh, that's Kona. Or is that, is that the song there? Well, it's really bad quality there. It's oh, okay. like some radio interview they've got. Oh. I'm kind of wondering, you can get it on iTunes or Napster for $2.99, but they haven't got a link here for it. You so. can find it, Bevan. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my job is to find it and put it on YouTube. Um, I'll put it on our link, link today. My job is to get the price of Barry had the fastest yeah, okay, yeah, I think yours is actually worse. So, mm. um, but do it because it's, it's, it's a fun thing. Getting and supporting a good cause, and it's got to cost you three bucks to buy a song that honestly will probably end up being number one on iTunes. I think so. so. Very good. Um, anything else? Okay, you keep talking. Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. John, I'm busting for a pee. Okay, I'll scroll up. I've got what I can talk about. You this. do your good sales pitch. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah. No, no, that's uh, something else. We, oh, we, 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 oh okay, sorry, Our order's yeah. gone, all, oh. gone all to pieces. Where is it? Oh, oh you Where is it? earlier. There there we go. Go. I'm going for a pee. So one thing that we uh, have talked about is uh, basically getting your club involved in Athlinks. You can oh, the door's opening. Um, you can get your club involved. It's uh, you just join them up, and then you can actually get all the different athletes that are joined up on Athlinks to join your club. Then whenever any results come up, you can easily extract that. But one thing that I did notice this week on there is you can actually do this for school teams as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be your triathlon club. So if you've got kids out there who are quite computer savvy, they're into Facebooking and all that sort of stuff, if they actually set up their, maybe their high school running team or whatever, high school cycling team, then, then again they can extract all their results from events and they can compare themselves against each other um, and they can you know then they can export all those results into Facebook as well if that's their sort of preferred means of communication so firstly get your, your tri club involved if they're not already on there nice. and if, if they're I'm not back. if they're not uh, if, if somebody else is supposed to be responsible for it and they're not doing it just do it yourself and you can sort of be the master of the domain and then get other people to join up and I really, I'm trying to push this with our tri club. If we can get more people on there, it really is a, a very good tool for getting all, extracting all those results and actually comparing all your club members at major races like your, you know, your Ironmans, wherever you, you know, your local Ironman or, or your Challenge race or national championships or whatever. So um, get your club on, and uh, if you've got kids who are, who are internet savvy, then get their school cross country team or cycling team involved. Athlinks.com. Athlinks or Congo, John. Amazing. Nod. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to pull up Facebook here, but I'm having a bit of a problem with it. But I just want to see what people have been saying on Facebook this week. Oh. Ah. Here we go. Plus others. There we go. Cameron Robinson. Hey, lads. Just wanted to say he's officially hooked on WIT, um, ITU. Watch the finals online. Awesome coverage, as John suggested. Even better being an Australian is. Victory Emmas. for the Emmas. Yeah, a bit of gossip there, actually. Oh, go, John. Um, Craig Walton, who was Emma yeah. Snowstall's fiance, um, they've split up, and he's going to make a little bit of return to racing. Oh wow! And he doesn't coach. Now Walton was an amazing swimmer, wasn't he? Swim biker. Swim biker. Yeah. He was. I mean, he was a good runner, but in a drafting sense, he was always going to get smacked silly. But yeah. he was one of the best swim bikers um, that there has been. Really? He was a very strong athlete. And what comeback is in? He's doing the Noosa uh, Triathlon because he lives up that way. So. 
We'll see how it goes. Uh-uh. Interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Good old Huggy Bear. <laughs> What's all that about? <laughs> Huggy Bear. I am live coverage. Just had a look at them this afternoon. There are three big races on. Wisconsin, one camera showing the same 100-meter stretch of road for the bike. Uh, Walshie withering on and feeling, feeding... And feed keep dropping out. Yeah. Uh, oh, Muscona. Muscoka. Uh, live updates. Stuck on the last one. Said that they had started the bike. Actually, the race had finished and Alexander had won. Referee, proper coverage, live cameras. Even followed Anderson into the change tent. Good commentary. This is the way to go. Good. Rev 3, I think they, they were really trying to up the ante in terms of race coverage. And, man, they're getting their advertising out there. I think it's, um, for you Americans, it's a, it's a series that's going to go from strength to strength, providing the, the money keeps rolling in for them, but they seem to be doing a really good job. Got lots of big fe- um, feedback on my podcast, uh, Fitness Behaviour. Um, thanks thanks for that, who people who sent it through, really means a lot. Uh, if you want to check it out, you can go to my website, bevanjamesisles.com, and uh, you can get it from there. And uh, I put a show out once a month, so you may want to check that out, but it's uh, people really seem to be liking what I did in that first one, so it's great. So yeah, bring it on. Um, what's the gosh, John? Uh, do you want to talk about it, one more sponsor or one more thing with plugging? We're going to pl- plug out some of our affiliates. Uh, so, striding on. For you guys who are in the Northern Hemisphere. Look, if you want to become a better runner. Hmm. And now, perfect timing. Basically, finished your, your, your triathlon season, maybe have a, have a short break, and then that sort of start of, the, of your sort of off-season training perfect time. A lot of you could be focusing on your running. Um, the Striding On DVD basically has a four-week um, running drill progression and goes through running drills. It will help get your form um, a lot better. It will help you understand how you're actually supposed to look and feel when you're running. Um, but what I recommend with most athletes is that you extend that four-week program out to eight weeks. So you spend two weeks on each level rather than one week. Um, and then once you finish that eight weeks, then you just continue on uh, including drills in your program um, over winter and, and even and then over summer just a, a little bit as well. Uh, but really good way to, to improve your running. Go to iamtalk.me. Um, we've got a, a little link there that goes through to striding on, and uh, it's all good. Well, I think the thing is, John, the thing that's really great about it is that an Ironman, Ironman is a sport where you're going to die in the last part of the run. It's just, it's a given. You know, not many people are going to feel strong in the second part of the run. And what striding on does you is it teaches you the ability to control the things you're losing control of. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of you guys out there, you've probably never done any run technique at all. And so when you're starting to die, you don't even know what the things you need to do to control. Yep. What, what you just seen something you haven't done, but you yeah, may have done. No, I haven't, but I'll, I'll wing it. Yeah. But... So if you are someone, you know, like in, in, a, in a marathon or in, a, in an Ironman, you know, and the part where you start to lose it, you, if, you, if you've done something like striding on, you know the things you can control, and it has a big influence on the speed you come in on, because if you can control these things, you run faster for a longer period of time. So if you are thinking about being a better runner, like I, I highly recommend it. One thing I wish, because I didn't come from a, like I was always a runner, but I never did any drill work, mm. and I'd always wished I'd done striding on earlier. Yep. Because I really, I really highly recommend it. So, if you want to check it out, go to iamtalk.me, and we've got a little link up the, the middle section of the page, which says affiliates. Just click on gliding on and striding on. Click on striding on. It'll take you through the page. You get a ten percent discount, so it's only fifty three dollars New Zealand. Yep. Is it? Yep. Wow. So like overseas, it's a no brainer. Yep. Like if you're in the UK, what's that going to cost you? 
quid. 25 quid, yeah. yeah. Like 20 quid, no, probably 20. You know, for 25 quid, you know, people 20. spend $1,000 on a bike to lose minutes. Mm. 25 quid, you're going to, you know, gain heaps of speed. So, a bit of a no brainer, guys. So, check it out. Go to imtalk.me, click on there. Then we get a bit of a cut from the sale, but obviously, uh, we're just trying to help you be faster runners. Exactly. Sponsors are athlinks.com, check it out. Coffeesofwire.com. You don't let me do my bit. I'm, I'm Go back to athlinks. Cutting your Go back to athlinks. Um, athlinks.com. Because I was listening when I was on the toilet. Get your schoolmates involved. That's right. Yeah. Coffeesofwire.com. Paul, get your speedos on. That's right. And and xendurance.com and we're going to have the video next week that's right yeah love your work okay nicknames John you start telling nicknames we had a couple of uh, re-contributing uh. people which we love a lot so Simon Sky High Stokes Giancarlo The Stallion Nismblatt and Raymond Grandmaster well maybe is it Grandmaster no, Raymond Grandmaster Pinero re-contributing to the show we appreciate that a lot okay next one I think, he a, I think he might have had a comment on either this week or last week, <coughs> was uh, Timothy Rocky McGrath. Why Rocky, John? Because he's got his picture on Athlinks and he's running along and he's like, he must be coming up the line. He's got the arms in the oh, air. He's firing up. He looks like he's running up the steps like Rocky. Oh, nice. There's going to be another song that you've got to put on the playlist. Okay, John. And the other one is Right Here, Right Now. Right Here, Right Now. It's got to be on your playlist. Right for... John, I'm on it. Good. I'm on it. You've picked the best DJ in town. Good. I need a DJ name almost. Maybe I should give myself my own nickname. DJ BJ. DJ. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's sensational. I love your work. So I've come up with a nickname for you. And admittedly, I forgot about my nickname, but I've just thought of one. Right. Vince Mullen. Now, I thought Vince, remember, remember you, you loved WWF, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Vince, it was, it was Jesse the Body Ventura. And Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Don't like Vince McMahon. <laughs> was always, he's had a few too many roids in his time. Yeah, he, he's definitely had the roids, that boy. But I did love Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. So Vince the Body Mullen. Right, there we go. Yeah, nice. you like what I did there, didn't you? It's not quite as good as DJ BJ, but right. still, Vince the Body Mullen. I better put that down, so I put that on the website. Okay. You can slip me the, the 20 for coming up with a cool nickname for you. Yeah, yeah well, I'll give you a donation. Yeah. <laughs> just, just with donation, guys, if you... um, uh, We really want to go to Kona next year, and we, we, we're pretty much committing to go into it, aren't we? Yeah. And uh, John's trying to scheme us some really nice free accommodations. <laughs> so, um, so if you want to get help us go to Kona, go to www.iamtalk.me. We've got a little link in the middle section there that just says, get us to Kona. Click on that. They'll take you through to a donation page. Um, and you can either give up a one-off donation or you can do a recurring... We're not allowed to call it a donation. It's got to be a one-off... A show of support. Show of support towards Iron Talk because um, PalPay stopped our payments. PayPal, there was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five years. Yeah. Um, but... That all your money is going to just getting us to Kona now. So, and you know, we, you know the work we did last year. We, we were pretty proud of what we did last year, and obviously we're, we're going to try and make it better next year. And and we've talked going with Lance going to Kona, you know, and we, we have to get the scoop. I mean, I'm going to put him off his game. You reckon? What are you going to do? Get inside his head. Oh, you're going to dig deep. <laughs> yeah. What about those drugs? <laughs> yeah. He'll probably be in jail for Kona next he's year. He's taken to court, isn't he? Uh, they're doing an investigation. Wow. Because Barry Bonds was it? Barry Bonds. Yeah. He lied. Well, yeah, one of them right. lied and, yeah. got, and got in trouble. So Marion Jones, she went to jail for it. Yeah, so, wow, mm. if he has to go to court. Very well, the good thing is, if he goes to court, it, it clarifies it, doesn't it? If he goes to court and tells them that he isn't the drugs, we've got to believe him, don't we? Yeah, well, you've got to, then it depends on what other people say, so they'll just have to decide who's telling the truth. Wow. It's going to be interesting. 
very interesting. It'd be sad if he has been clean. Because it's, it's like, all allegations though, at this stage. It's just so allegations, John. We don't it's, know what's hey, been going I'm on. I'm not allegating anything with him because I'm going to meet him next year. He's got an interview on IM Talk. Yeah. There you go. Good luck with that. You can arrange that one. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll hook it up. I'll just I'll give him a call. Hey, look, you may have heard of us. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, anything else, John? What's been happening with your week? What's been happening with my week? Uh, knock my. No, that was the week before. Did I knock my father's chimney down? Uh, what else was going on this week? I was out uh, on. I think I was taking the kids to the park on see, Saturday or Sunday. Yep. And good the, the Port Hills Running Club had their club champs. Oh. And so, so you weren't more, watching the kids that much, were you? I was. <laughs> and then I, so I thought to myself, that's a good idea. I need to do a 10K time trial this weekend. We're going to have the, the Canterbury Triathlon Club, <laughs> Club champs, jam. 10K champs. <laughs> what, send out an email what's happening this weekend? Yeah, what's happening this weekend? Right, we're having the 10K, the inaugural 10K <laughs> champs. The inaugural. I just thought. But gonna, John, have you got a trophy? Uh, you got to buy a trophy. I'll, I'll, Come on, they're like fifty range, bucks. Yeah. So yeah, how much are you charging for the race? No, it's free. Especially just club members you turn up, and it's uh, the club ten check. Where were you doing it? The Hanson's Park, conveniently <laughs> around the corner from John's. Five minute warm up from our place. <laughs> hey, how many laps around Hanson Park will that be? No, it'll be up and down the river. It'll be, oh, uh, you're laps of four, We have two point five k for the for the kids, and then you've got the option of either doing a five or a ten. Basically, just. A, a race to get a time and then have a bit of a social get together. Doing my bit for the community. You do have to get a trophy. Even like my little one up there, up there. Just yeah. something. So next year, yeah. you know, and that's when the legend begins. Okay. 20 years from now, you'll be going, oh, I was only doing it because I wanted a 10k run. But my name will be on there. <laughs> oh, you're going to take it out, are you? We can see. Who, well, who's only, I'm only giving people five five days' notice to do it, so uh. I haven't actually even sent the email out yet. So this is <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> this is public broadcasting announcement. Oh, very good. Well, are you having anything exciting? Well, um, this week I'm having a supermodel, John. Oh goodness me! I know. Today I've got I've got five hours of supermodeling. Mm. Today's good modeling because I'm doing just I'm just doing um, apparel display. So you go into a room, they mm. feed you, and just put clothes on and stand in front of people. Nice. They pay you 150 bucks an hour. Nice. Oh, I know. Love that crap. So doing that. And then tomorrow they're flying me up to Auckland mm-hmm. and I'm being a supermodel. But there's one problem, John. So the, the modeling I'm doing tomorrow is pretty high stuff. And yep. whereas today, yeah, serious, you know, like, you know, getting flown up, Flash mm-hmm. Hotel, feeling pretty, you know, like I should be on the catwalks of uh, Rome and yep. wherever else they do catwalks. And so I thought I, you do need to have. To shave your part. arms. <laughs> shave my arms. I'm not hairy. <laughs> All right, okay. See, look, there's hair there. Yeah. I'm not that hairy. Anyway. Um, but I did think I probably need to get a 10. Right. So I did a sunbed. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done a sunbed. I, last time I did a sunbed, I was 19. Yeah. Maybe 20. I don't do sunbeds. I don't, you know, I don't need to make myself look stupid. But I did some sunbeds and I t- forgot to cover my face. Oh. And I've bent my lips. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear, dear, so I've got cracked lips. Not happy. You get cracked lips a lot, don't you? Yeah. You, you always got the, <coughs> You've always got the cream out, haven't you? You're like a chick, oh, really, aren't say you? always. <laughs> Only when necessary. Like any facial products. Only when necessary. <laughs> Only when necessary. <laughs> so other than that, got so off to Auckland. Um, oh, for those of people in Christchurch, I've got my monthly challenge happening this weekend. What is it? Every month I set out a, a new monthly challenge. Yep. And this weekend we're doing orienteering. We've got about 40, 50 people coming along already. But if you want to come along, it's totally free. Go to my website and just get, send me an email and let me know you're coming and I can give you the information. Um, you can bring kits and all the rest of it. But the big one, John, this one I'm really excited about. October we'll do something as well. But November we're having a school sports day. Oh, so right. we're going to have a, you got 100 metre sprints, 400 metre long jump. Shot put. Shot put. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably won't do javelin. Javelin, you don't do javelin at school. No, oh, but we'll do no. discus. Mm-hmm. Going to do it all, and it'll be like parents, kids, everyone involved. Okay. So I'm trying to hopefully get a couple hundred people along and make it a big. So this weekend we've got the orientation, orienteering, I should say. But yeah. November will be late November. Um, and it'll be a Sunday just keep your diaries open because we're going to have school sports so I'll provide everything and I'll give sausages and pop schools and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be a good day I'm going to take you down the shop but oh, you're, going to, you're coming along? I'm not going to commit to it depends what the date is I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the 21st it'll be the day after Lake Hood right so I'm thinking so the following weekend I've got my kids splash and dash if you've got any kids and you're in Christchurch sdchallenge.com there we go so there you go guys so Get out there and get, get into your community, create your community, get some sports happening for the people around you. It's all good stuff. Anyway, John, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.